Welcome to the Salt Circle Podcast. My name is Hank. With me, as always, is Ben. Yeah. We're talking about space movies. Space. Well, I guess a more... A, a limited set of space films. Uh, the mm-hmm. first of which is... Well, I'll, I'll list them off. We have Gravity in 2013. We have Interstellar 2014. The Martian 2015. And Arrival and Passengers, both 2016. Just Yeah, it was kind of like just a trend that developed for a while. Yeah. Mostly, I think, on the heels of Gravity getting so much acclaim. Yeah, Gravity happened, and then, I don't know, at some point along the way, it's like, oh, we're getting a fair amount of good space films. I I think, I mean, there's always going to be people who dislike them, but I think objectively good. Like, they were well-made and weren't trash, necessarily. They were space movies for, made for adults, basically. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't like made for Star kids. Wars. They weren't they Star were, Wars. They were not which is what we get. They now. did involve lasers and whatnot. Yeah, we because I had never actually seen. I had to ask if Jupiter Ascending fit into this category. It does not apparently. As no, that is, a, informed that is me. a sci-fi <laughs> epic. There's there's shit going down. I guess. I create life. Yeah, that kind of shit. Uh, they're like dragon people, dog people. <laughs> okay, yeah, so it's right up there with gravity and interstellar, you know. <laughs> so I saw gravity in theaters, I think, three times. Um, it wasn't wow. Okay, it wasn't necessarily a situation of like Star Wars or something where it's like, fuck yeah, I'm going back. Let's do it. I saw it. Uh-huh. I saw it the first time. I'm like, damn. That was a good film that hit a lot of notes that I really liked. And I told my parents about it. And at some point, my dad was interested. So I went with him and we like went out to eat afterwards. And he's like, damn, that was a good film. That hit a lot of notes that I liked. And then I visited Canada. And that was actually uh, me and my friend went to see a movie and turned out being Gravity. So. So so in Canada, they forced you to watch Gravity again. So you're telling me. No, it's like no. Every time you go to Canada, they're like, <laughs> "Have you seen Gravity?" Sorry, you gotta watch Gravity. It's a weird <laughs> it's choice. The only, but... It's the only movie on any incoming flights. Transatlantic, <laughs> no. you just have to watch Gravity like five times. Yeah, so you you didn't like the film. I what, uh... I don't like Gravity. All right, and the well... more the more it got really popular, the more I hated it. Oh, okay, but really, it's... fucking. One of these guys. Really at the t- All right, right. so like, yeah, so was, what are your I'm problems with it? And I'll tell you why you're wrong. Well, okay. Here's the fact about gravity: it's basically just a roller coaster ride, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is People fine. Like roller coasters. Roller, roller coasters, coasters are can be fun. Big. I play video games about um, roller coasters. I didn't like the the plot that it was all a metaphor for her dead daughter. Oh, like, is that how the you way they it? forced that in. That's all that's in the movie. <laughs> is the stuff with her daughter do- being dead. And and the George Clooney like deciding to die and then coming back as a ghost so that he can solve her problem. I'm also not a fan of. But uh okay. And then the like the acclaim it gets for being like continuous takes. I just, it didn't, I kind of love that thing. Like, 
his other movie, Children of Men. I loved that long take scene. And so I was kind of also overhyped for this movie because, again, Children of Men is one of my favorite movies. Okay, which, uh, so you fucked yourself over and are blaming the film for it. No. And then I just I just didn't love it. I just didn't <laughs> didn't love it. Okay. I mean at the very least. I, I those find are, it uh... I found it annoying that it did the same plot thing multiple times where she gets into a a space station that's exploding and then has to jettison herself out to another falling space station, basically. Yeah. Um it just it got it got tedious for me. I mean at the very least those are different complaints than I was expecting based on other people I know who don't like the film. Um, the what more, complaints were you expecting? The biggest complaint, the, like the the first thing that people go to when I get to talking about this film is, well, it's just Sandra Bullock fucking screaming and hyperventilating the whole time. And I'm like, okay, sure. I guess you can be annoyed at that. Also, if you were in that situation, what would you do? Like, how would you be reacting? I mean, that's, that's, it, I mean, it's fair if you don't like that's just because, like, you're yeah. watching them. It's my time. I, yeah. I, if you're not into that. But it's really, for me, the part of the movie that breaks is the times when it's not that, when it tries to be something more mm-hmm. than just that. And then there's the, I mean, a lot, a lot of people throughout, like, oh, well, this movie couldn't happen because they keep shit on different orbital paths. So this can't happen. All right. Well, they well, knew that. I mean, they did it intentionally. Like, there's, and also the satellites go the wrong direction. Yeah, I whatever. mean, there's again, yeah, there's, there's little plenty shit. of little science nivtics. The are... only one, the only one that actually bothers me, but I just get past it because I enjoy the rest of the film is the fucking one where they're on a tether, where they're like, it's like he's dangling <laughs> from a cliff. No. Yeah, it's he's like just pulling just, out forever. Just His get, momentum stopped, but nope, it still go, it still exists. Just he's give him a little tug. No, he's actually he, <laughs> his body doesn't follow the laws of the universe, and he he, he has to has leave momentum. now. Yeah, he just he has, has to, to go. leave now. <laughs> Sorry, I have to go now. My planet needs me. Yeah. So other than that, I'm generally fine with it. Um, there's that dumb jump scare at the beginning. That's dumb. Oh, the. Whatever. Yeah, the dead guy. Yeah, yeah, it's dumb. It's a dumb little moment. <laughs> Again, it's mostly gravity. It's mostly the way people talked about it afterwards, and that's fair. Awards. That's like, come on, guys. It's just, it's like, it's a dumb roller coaster. Like, if you're into it for that, okay. But don't try to tell me this movie was like something, anything other than that. My thing was actually. So I'm one of those people, and this applies kind of in two different in two different ways. I really like space, but also I'm really scared of space. So like just mm-hmm. the idea of being in a spacewalk, like I don't know, it's some of those. It's one of those. It's almost like a pain equals pleasure sort of thing. I'm like that would be fucking awesome, but also I'd be terrified. Like my heart rate would be a thousand, and I'd probably just die because <laughs> I don't want to be in that situation. But also I kind of want to be in that situation, and that's kind of mm-hmm. how I get about like. It's almost like a thalassophobia thing, like fear of the ocean. Like, yeah, I'm in the middle of the ocean, and it's big and fucking immense, and it's just me and all that. And space kind of elicits the same thing. So, especially the shot of Sandra Bullock, like, floating away into space, and it's just this wide shot of space, and her, like, flipping through it. Like, I love that shot. 
and that's kind of why I enjoy the movie, because it kind of touches on all those nerves of this is one of my fears, but also something I enjoy thinking about. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It, for for me, a harder uh, problem I have with it to talk about, but one I definitely felt was I didn't love how the movie looked. For whatever reason, I didn't get those visceral feelings. Okay. I kept, my brain just kept going to, like, this is a person in a soundstage. Like, it didn't, okay. didn't hit me for so, whatever so reason. So your suspension Whereas, like, something was, like, like, broken It, it was Yeah, it wasn't just, really like, wasn't holding connecting. up. Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and then I didn't like the writing. That was there on mm-hmm. top of that. It's like a it's like a double whammy. Whereas like like two thousand one, the the space stuff looks weird and like phony in a way. But my suspension of disbelief is in full effect, and I buy into everything. I mean, because it's, it's kind of weird. Because it's great, and everyone knows that a, it, a landing sequence <laughs> involves ten minutes of. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that's how it works. Exactly. But yeah, but for me, the space movie that year that got me thinking about space movies a lot was came out earlier in the year, and it was a movie that, like nobody saw called Europa Report. I didn't even. Which is a, it sounded vaguely familiar. It's a, I mean, it was, it made like a hundred and twenty-five thousand dollars. <laughs> okay. At a, all right, like so. a ten million dollar budget. Look at this guy. Look at this filthy fucking hipster right here. Oh, gravity, please. <laughs> I mean, I, it's not even a great movie. I, like, I can't even strongly recommend it. But it was it was interesting just because it's a found footage style movie about a trip specifically to Europa. Okay. That uh, which where they have a bunch of like technical failures and stuff goes bad. Mm-hmm. And that was just like. That triggered in my brain the idea of comparing these space movies to 2010, the year we made Contact, which is the sequel to 2001, which is not a great movie. It is a the thing with 2010 is it's a it's like super dated. It's super Cold War, and it's but it's about a mission to space that then is also trying to deal with like the highfalutin ideas of a 2001, but because it's still like grounded as a movie that's of its era, it has like, it doesn't have that power, which I feel like is how a lot of movies that try to be 2001 go. Like they don't have the balls or the skill to make such a weird movie as 2001 is. And such like a one that's like so devoid of plot and places in terms of, and just about music. Like, I these mean, are much more, like, scripted, standard movies. Also, it wasn't the birth child of uh, Kubrick and Arthur Clarke, so uh, <laughs> that's yeah. a thing. Yeah, I mean, 2010 is more based on the book that yeah. that series is from. It's more based on the sequel novel. Yep. Um. So it has its... it's they're, they're, like, things that have their moments, but ultimately... It also it's the movies like Contact or um, The Abyss that are like these movies kind of work when they're a mission, and then you get to the end and you're like trying to say something profound about aliens, and they fall apart completely they for just, me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it just doesn't work at that point. You're like you're you're reaching too hard. Mm-hmm. So that and that's that sets up my brain in a thing that kind of kind of carries forward. 
Although, oh, I will say for Gravity, it's not it's not one of those movies. It's kind of its own thing. Yeah, it's just it's, what it's its yeah, own yeah. thing isn't that interesting to me. Yeah, its metaphor is like explicitly stated within the film, kind of as the woman's struggle dealing with her dead kid, and then you know she survives. <laughs> See, I didn't. Uh... I didn't read that much. Like you, after you saying that, like yeah, I could very clearly see those connections. But this is one of those cases where I, I guess I'm just kind of like, fuck it, the curtains are blue because they're blue. Like I don't read into it. I just did. I, I, I'm there for the roller coaster ride. That I, that's yeah. all I wanted. I didn't need the. And I think, yeah, it doesn't win. It doesn't get Oscars without that motherhood symbolism though i guess honestly yeah. um the other thing that it did for me that probably well definitely influences my liking of it it's kind of the first film where not the first film where i enjoyed the soundtrack and how sound was used but the one that kind of hit me in the face and i was like oh fuck this is something that i need to pay attention to more often in other things like from the very beginning I just love, I mean, it's all this shit that is probably super obvious, but at the time, like, mm -hmm. just that intro, not even, I guess, music score, but, you know, it swells up and then it's just dead silent. And mm -hmm. just kind of the use of, like, when Sandra Bullock is talking about her kid and Clooney's character turns off the little radio... Like, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I This is the first film where I really noticed that shit, maybe because it's the only thing in the film. <laughs> so it hits you in the face with it. But... Let me tell you about a movie called 2001. Okay, well, <laughs> I would probably appreciate it more on my rewatching of it, but the one time I saw it, I was just like, fuck, Timpani Player got paid. <laughs> like, really, really hit hit it big. This is like, man, three hours of Timpani solo. <laughs> no, I. It, but it's one of those things like that movie was just the first one that I happened to. If it wasn't that, it would have been a different film. Mm -hmm, and then since fair. then, I you know I pay more attention to that sort of shit, especially mm -hmm. in uh, kind of the. I don't know. I don't know the word I want. Not sequel. I've ruined my own segue. Also paid attention to it in Interstellar, <laughs> which is where it, <laughs> where it, you know, came up quite a bit. I think. Hans Zimmer crushed it with that, uh, that soundtrack. Uh, see, in Interstellar, I actually think the soundtrack is, like, too much. I think that movie, the soundtrack it's, is bad in spots where it's, it's, like, oppressive. It's definitely, like, there's a lot of spots where it is in your face, but... Like, when it's drowning out, drowning out dialogue. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's fair. Um, My thing is just... Like, the emotion it elicit, Like, it's really good at eliciting the proper emotion. Again, I feel, I feel like I, it's forced in that particular movie. Oh, it's, it's definitely forced, but <laughs> it's also... It's little, I think it's quite It's coming good. on strong. It's coming on strong. It's one that I... And will... I, I feel like maybe it, it feels like it needs to just because Christopher Nolan is... That guy. Is uh, bad at human emotions, I'll say. <laughs> in general. I think it's not his strong suit. I think Interstellar is a better film objectively. I I 
I mean, okay, I think for certain it is a better film objectively than Gravity is. Subjectively, I don't know. I think maybe it's not yet, but on a another rewatch, I think I've still only seen it once because I didn't see that one mm-hmm. in theaters. Um, I think with the rewatching, I might actually end up being like, no, this is uh, this is better than Gravity, even to my own tastes. Yeah, I think you also. I'll say with Interstellar, I think you definitely. Uh, we're spared some of the aggressiveness of the soundtrack by watching it not in a movie theater. That would make like sense. Yeah, it was. It was a. Little, it was. It was rough there. But um, <laughs> the the thing with Interstellar is it just has like a couple. It has a a handful of scenes that I just think are actively bad. But overall, uh, I really like it. Which ones? The the scene where he's uh like meeting with the school counselor or whatever early on. Mm-hmm. like talking about the textbooks that's that's not necessary that's yeah it's bad that's a bad that's that's handled badly uh, yeah no that's I the can, big one i can see that yeah <laughs> uh i'm trying yeah, that's to think just, that's just the big one overall it's just like yeah, this is this is a pretty pretty okay movie yeah i i do think the the uh the answer is love thing is super cheesy. Yeah, and silly. that's it's like, like only... it's it just feels like yeah you are you don't understand human emotions properly. You're like mm-hmm. oh the answer is love, <laughs> kind of thing. I, uh, yeah, that it do, you don't feel it. It's just like a fact about the thing that happens. It's just mm-hmm. it's silly. It, it's what makes that movie for me like more like. I don't know, just, like, fun. Like, it's, it's a silly, fun movie, I yeah. would say. Not, like, a, a great movie. I think it's I think it's okay. It's probably, like, my fourth favorite Christopher Nolan movie or something. I'm not sure. All right. I was really hoping, going into it, that they were going to play around a bit more with going to different planets. Yeah, they don't, they don't go many places. No. It's kind of... And it's a bit depressing. Uh, it just it takes so long to go to one. <laughs> yeah, I kind of get it. It does. It takes like hmm. I, they should. I I don't know how they could have done that well, or at the very uh, least, could have just done more with the planets they did go to. I I don't know. I, mean, I appreciate. But, I pre like their style for what they did in terms of the science of stuff. I I've heard it described as they would. They wanted to if be accurate to the point where if two astrophysicists were like completely hammered and having a conversation about this stuff, they could they might say this is possible. Yeah. And I I mean there are definitely <laughs> I like I, that approach. I heard quite a lot about that where like a lot of the science in it love bullshit aside, like the science holds up very well. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this was just a thing someone posted on Reddit, like, earlier this week or whatever. I guess Christopher Nolan, like, planted all of the corn. Like, he didn't want to CGI it, so he just bought a shitload of land and planted all the corn. And then, like, after they were done, just sold the corn and made the money back. (laughs) Like, I guess that was a thing. So that's pretty great. That's hilarious. Yeah, but it's... The, the, that's the other part of the movie that I don't think is good is the 
the scenes on the farm and the later half of the movie with uh why Casey Affleck just being a shithole. Oh. They just don't quite work. I feel like like the I don't care about the drama there. Yeah. I mean it's it's pretty accurate though. Farmer like would you describe him as describe him as an ignorant asshole? Yeah, it just it just it's in this movie and you're taking I mean, up time with it. Gonna, Is it worth it? I'm going to let you in on the secret though. That's yeah. a lot of farmers. I'm not. This is someone who look. Lives I don't care if shit farmers. is real or not. Honestly, <laughs> Just I don't care if like characters being stupid is accurate to how they are. I'm talking about like within the structure of this movie you made. Why are we spending time on this? Like what you spend time with is a choice made by the filmmaker. And what is well, that adding to the story? By the time he realized he should have cut it, he already had all the corn planted, <laughs> so they had to get some shots in. I don't know. Most of that scenes are like in a house anyway. You don't even see the corn at that point. Yeah, but in the background, though, he didn't want to see GI uh, the window. If you, if you just had establishing shots of the corn, I probably would have liked it better. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, also... the corn is like the big sticking point, I think, for actual scientists, where like the idea that this blight is a harder problem to solve than space travel is like the part that breaks it for them. Um, like for the like for so. scientists, the the idea of fixing Earth is a much easier problem to fix than leaving Earth to find somewhere else to go. Mm-hmm. But that's, yeah, that's you know that's the movie they were making, so whatever. I don't I don't yeah. actually care. Well, I'm trying to think now. Like, no, I think it's still even like in in worst case scenarios where people aren't all dead. Like we have those seed vaults, and if you can grow them in a yeah, no, I I think I agree with that. <laughs> it, there are plenty of solutions to thing is killing yeah. our things that we eat. Yeah, that there has to be an easier solution than go find alternate planet to live on and uh, move everyone there. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, is there a better way to get that point across, though? Like you a don't use situation. a corn blight as the thing. <laughs> yeah. The thing has to be worse, basically. I but mean, you can't, I, but the problem with doing something worse is it then it's harder to justify, like, uh, the idea of how long this is going to take or whatever. I think, I think it's also a matter of, like, what scenarios are both semi-plausible and worse without it being like, yeah, people are shitlords who keep killing each other instead of everybody is starving. One of those situations. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, it, it's fine, but yeah, it's... Yeah. I'll ultimately, I don't... Care. It's just, you know... Mm-hmm. These are, these are the problems with the movie. They ultimately are like... They're nitpicks. But oh yeah, those are the, those are the those are the things. Like I like like uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Interstellar. It's fine. It's it's a fine movie. I think I, the soundtrack's overbearing is actually my biggest problem with it. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm trying to think. I I saw a 
complaint a long ass time ago and i forget if someone had a response or not and it's been so long like something about the likelihood of uh matthew mcconaughey's body like floating in space and happening to be found or something <laughs> hey that seems pretty unlikely like that they're in that exact spot i i forget if someone had a, a comeback with why that's not a problem but uh-huh yeah, I don't know. That's the only, uh-huh. like, I think maybe that and the difficulty or easiness of the corn blight thing. I mean, yeah, those are not, are not huge gaping plot holes, I guess. Not as bad as they could be anyway. Mm-hmm. But even, like, even uh, science, science stuff aside, also really hit an emotional point for me. I think I cried like three times during the film, but as we have established in earlier podcasts, I am in fact a little bitch, so, uh-huh. you know. I also think Matthew McConaughey's character is unnecessarily mean to Anne Hathaway's character sometimes. Like, where they choose not to go to her boyfriend's planet, just gets like just because her boyfriend's there or whatever. It seems dumb. And... I need to see it again to remember the the specifics. I know exactly what you're talking about, but I forget like yeah. what their respective arguments are. I can kind of see it. Like as soon as you find out that there's that connection, that would probably affect anyone's decision. And when you're working on that time scale, I guess. Well, it's it's like yeah, this one or this one. But and when guy is lying to make things look better, like. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like when Matt Damon turns up in that movie, and I didn't expect he was going to be in the movie, and then he was evil. That was fun. That he's just there, yeah. Movie. It was pretty good. He's just a piece of shit. <laughs> just the absolute worst. Oh, no, it's... These are, like, solid clouds. It's better <laughs> underneath. Go Go down that slope for a little bit. Just until you don't slip. Uh-huh. Pow. Uh, I think the thing... Yeah, I don't remember what the thing was. Was it that if they went to her boyfriend's planet, maybe that was the only one they could have gone, and this one they had the backup? I don't remember. Um, I really don't remember. They had to choose one of them, I think. Yeah, I know that. I know they had to choose between uh, Matt Damon's planet and... But, uh, uh, wait, what are, you, what are you asking then? Because they... Well, they have the the final one they go to. At the end, they have the option of going, but they leave mm. Matt Damon's planet and then Hathaway goes to the other place. I honestly can't. It's been a while. I can't remember. That's fair. Yeah. You know, I like. It was fine seeing robots that weren't evil for once. Yeah, dude, the robots were pretty good. Um, like, I was actually going to say earlier, like, robot MVP. Also, I want a quick look. This is reminding me of another film and I I want to see if it like falls within this little period um <laughs> no yeah. okay it's earlier uh the film moon mm-hmm. yeah moon is is much earlier yeah that's like 2009 okay well yeah uh, also had good robots moon is a fucking great movie <laughs> it's really it's that's a it's a re- that's a really good one <laughs> That's that's great. That's probably better than any of the movies we're talking about here, or almost certainly. Um, 
Yeah, I think uh, I'd agree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> shit. Uh, the other the, the other thing I'd say about Interstellar is the of these movies, it's the one that's the most like 2010, probably. Okay. And in 2010, also, the robots are good. Like, 2010 retcons Hal into not being evil, which is hilarious. Like, the... Is it the system in general, or is it like, no, that specific system was doing good things the whole time? No, it's the... See, the reason Hal was evil is because he was given conflicting commands. Right. Okay. It wasn't... He was He was ordered to do things that then made him go crazy. He inherently I mean, wasn't bad. That makes sense, though. I don't disagree. So then you that. have Hal, but then they they rescue Hal in that movie, and then he you know he's just a good guy. <laughs> it's just fucking creepy and weird, honestly. Because oh. I mean, still has, hmm. he still has the Hal voice. I mean, that'd be certain, but it's uh, that's that's real. Like that's how it is, though. Also, there's like a girl a Hal. There's a girl Hal. Is her name Hal? I don't remember what is... her name is. The guy who made Hal, that's the robot he has for the first part of the movie until they rescue Hal. It's like a female voice. Hmm. <laughs> Alright. Moving that's, on. Yeah, that's a, that's a thing. Yeah, um, yeah, then we slide into The Martian. The Martian is my favorite one of these sets of movies we're going to be talking about. I, yeah. I really like that movie. Yep, no, I, I agree. Um, and, the, and I think a big part of it is it's so much more it doesn't ever deal with alien life it's so much more just this specific mission and it's much more like Apollo 13 esque also like Matt Damon being dramatic and being funny Matt Damon's in Interstellar okay but like he needed to be in it more (laughs) I don't know I really like Matt Damon I like Matt Damon but he's in plenty of bad movies so so, oh yeah, it's not a, a guarantee. I think like, I am not seeing downsizing. Not, is there any nope. actor or actress who has only been in good films? That's a legitimate question. Maybe one to be tackled on. It. <laughs> Definitely Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, you got me. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> if you want a? If you want a perfect, uh, perfect, perfect, perfect filmography. Never just took a paycheck. Also, Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah, Nick Cage definitely Obviously. never just took a paycheck. Obviously, never. He's definitely fully invested in being in a Left Behind movie. He is fully invested in his movies, though. You can't argue that. The man <laughs> really tries to earn that money, even if it's Look, he like can, $20. He can rescue terrible movies, which is a <laughs> inher- important skill. Although some movies he can't rescue, like The Wicker Man. I haven't seen it. Anyway. That's that's one that's just like, yeah, the, all the memes about it are funny, but like when you actually try to watch the movie, he's not actually over the top enough for how painful that movie is to mm. watch. It's not enough. Yeah. Should have been more. Also, it's a remake of a really good movie. But whatever. But Matt Damon, Martians, though. Martian's funny. It's yeah. a funny movie. It it does um I don't know. I guess I just kept thinking that something terribly catastrophic and irredeemably bad was going to happen. And it didn't, I guess. Nope. Yeah. It's just fun. Yeah, See, this is a, a movie where there's no like 
it's not trying to be anything more than it is. It's just oh you know, yeah, a yeah, exactly. Movie. Yeah, he is in fact the best botanist on Mars. <laughs> best botanist on Mars, the only. It's, it's, it's the best and Mars movie. The ending was uh, like how he gets off the off of Mars. You know, the end with the like shelled out ship. Yeah, uh, you know, as someone who plays Kerbal Space Program, there was a lot of love there. <laughs> like, how janky can I make this without killing myself? Uh huh. Also, uh, the part where the, like the crew decides, no, we're gonna go save him, is like ripped directly out of uh, the Search for Spock, which I find really funny. Just like, also the same uh, idea. Makes sense though. I can, I can a hundred percent see that. The needs of the one outweigh the needs yeah. of the many. Uh-huh. Clearly. <laughs> uh, just dumb. Well, that I mean, okay, even Spock would have ignored his logic if it was Matt Damon on the planet. <laughs> and I just like. Uh... I, fuck, I forgot my train of thought. There was a thing I was going to talk about. Oh, yeah, I like the way he, like, wants credit for stuff. <laughs> like, his, like, selfishness throughout all of it. His, like, ego. Oh, Matt, like, Matt Damon's? He, Matt Damon's character, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just because he's gone through all this stuff. Yeah. Like, when he fucking punctures his spacesuit to save himself, it's like, goddamn. <laughs> like, nope. It's like, he's just, like, off. He's mm-hmm. just kind of gone crazy. Oh, it's, is, uh, it's so good, though. Like, yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's all executed very well. I, I actually want. It's the part of those movies that's that's always my favorite, which is like the operating on, like this, this is the problem that has to be solved. Let's do it. Like movies are great at that stuff when they're, when they're doing it, like operating mm-hmm. on a, a plan. It's why heist movies are great. It's that same kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally get that. That's a good way to. That's a good comparison for it. Is heist films mm-hmm. like we're gonna do this thing, and then just the solid execution of it. I mean, yeah, just like in our uh, in the recess episode, the Martian yeah, is exactly. basically recess. The Martian is basically an episode of recess, and exactly. also two thousand one Space Odyssey is an episode of recess. Where they get the, also it was the, a big surprise to me because like there are a lot of Ridley Scott movies. I don't like like the movie he made before this. I fucking hate. Which so one was, was before good. this? Um, I fucking forget. It was more of a thriller, mm. but it was really bad. Also, Hold just on. as a quick interjection, the computer in the recess episode was named Pal. Uh, the Counselor was the movie I was thinking of, which was 2013. Mm, don't that think really I ever saw it. I mean, it, it sounds on a bad. Carmack McCarthy. It was based on a Carmack McCarthy novel, but uh, that I've ever read. But it was real bad. I do want real to read movie. the Martian novel, which apparently is. I mean, it, it got a movie, but uh, it's mm-hmm. also quite good. I, uh, what did the guy? He just wrote something else, and I, I think it's not as good. I forget. It started with A. I can't think of what it is. I'm sure I'll see it later and slap myself, but. Yeah. Um, also, supposedly very accurate. Maybe the novel is more so. 
or at least uh no the novel people have said is very technical like it goes into mm-hmm. a it's like it's like token but for space gadgets uh-huh. like we're gonna describe why this thing works for 40 pages yeah you know it's a it's a book you have the the book about specific science stuff you have this the, is why potatoes can way. grow in these conditions <laughs> everybody buckle up buckle up <laughs> Are you in or are you out? Are are you strapped in because we're going full potato on this? Yeah, that's the kind of thing books can do. And I'm I'm for it. I'm absolutely for it. I think the I think the worst part about this film. uh, Let me let me double check here. Just do a quick. Yeah, Kristen Wiig is the worst part about this film. I don't remember her in it at all. I just dislike Kristen Wiig. That's literally it. Fair enough. I just I saw Bridesmaids once and it ruined her forever. And also then she was in the Ghostbusters reboot, so there's no coming back. Ghostbusters reboot was pretty bad. Yeah. Bridesmaids was whatever. Yeah, it, it it let Bridesmaids itself was fine. I think, but it what it led to just was annoying. I mean, the thing for, it led to was lots of terrible Melissa McCarthy movies. That's what I was getting at. <laughs> like that was fucking awful. That apparently didn't her character in uh in the Mike and Molly yeah in the Mike and Molly show, whatever. Like just Mike and Molly, I guess is the actual title. But apparently, like they tried to introduce some of that stuff to her character there, who doesn't do that shit at all. So, like, suddenly she's getting into a bar fight or something. <laughs> it's just Weird. out of nowhere. Because they need that that money. That bridesmaid's money. But no, that yeah. that's just a thing. I'm also... I'm also... I just have apparently totally forgotten who was in this film. Like, I don't remember Jeff Daniels being in it. Or Sean Bean. Or Donald Glover. Jeff Daniels is like the head of NASA right. He's he's like back on the ground, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. 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 That's which I do think that part is the weakest part of this movie. Again, mm-hmm. uh, and that stuff's like pure comedy. Like <laughs> there's such silly stuff, like when um, Donald Glover is there, like sh- using a stapler to show the spaceship. It's yeah. like, really silly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just because, like, we don't give a shit. I want more space Matt Damon. Also, there... Okay, the dumbest thing to to me in this movie is there's a part where they're in NASA and they need a map of Mars. So they go to the cafeteria and take a photo off the wall. (laughs) Like, they don't have an actual map. It was... (laughs) What the hell is going on? It's not that it was was the best solution. It's that it was the (laughs) quickest solution. Are we gonna sift through all these nerds to find what we need, or are we just gonna take it from <laughs> from the from the wall over there? Just, it was just stupid. Time was, is of the was... essence, man. Also, uh, 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 Sean Bean didn't die in this movie, right? No. Nice. Look, there are movies where Sean Good Bean doesn't him. die. Okay, yeah, yeah but you know, like, they're, they're in the minority. He doesn't die in National Treasure. Okay, well. The implications. 
that he died in prison. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. I'm just saying, Sean Bean doesn't always die. Yeah, but you know, his mortality his mortality rate in films Whereas, is higher than the average bear. It's no my my dumb movie things that always happen is not Sean Bean dying is not is not the top one. Like Tom Cruise riding a motorcycle, Tom Cruise <laughs> running, those are those are the better ones. Always have to happen. Yeah, I uh I think the only thing that I found not memorable about well so the soundtrack was really good, but that's because they used a lot of like actual songs and music and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, if there was any originally created stuff, I don't think it was like anything super noteworthy. Just because, probably because of the other things. Like we're playing disco, we don't need a we don't need a John Williams smash hit here. Yeah, like, I don't think any of the filmmaking is like outstanding. This is just like this is a fun popcorn movie. Yeah, no, exactly. It's not. It, it, yeah, like like you said earlier, it doesn't try to be super deep or have whatever bullshit going on. Like, yeah, we're growing potatoes in space and we're uh, getting home by the seat of our pants, kind of literally. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I really like his their their makeshift spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> Strap him to a rocket and let's go. So, on the other side of the coin is Arrival. Is Arrival. It's not not fun adventure times. This is serious. This is serious aliens communication times. You could call it... Motherhood. Depending on your your perspective, you could call it the kind of downfall. Not, Not like the total downfall, but the beginning. It's like the... It's like the film that kind of started making this all decline this little space it's definitely a race. movie where the director is up his own butt oh yeah oh for sure and it's again uh, dennis villeneuve directed it and that's a dude i think is very talented but has been up his own butt for multiple movies now starting with sicario which was his movie he made before arrival and continuing on to the movie he made after this which is blade runner <laughs> 2049 it's like you have to you have to be up your own butt to make a new Blade Runner movie though so yeah that just makes sense but I really like the movie he made before Sicario which was Prisoners which is just a super dark violent thriller that, okay. that I really like that movie that's the kind of movie I really like also but but so his his career has been very disappointing to me because he made a movie I really loved and then everything after that I've kind of hated. <laughs> and I kind of hate Arrival. Yeah, I'm I'm just looking at like some of the ratings and stuff because I, I actually forgot to uh, mm-hmm. check that. I'd... Arrival is also one where I think, like I just think the short story is based on is a much better story than the movie they made. <laughs> that sounds about right. Um. Johan Johannesson did the fucking score for this. Okay. Um. Anyway, it. Yeah, there was a lot in it. Like, 
I don't even know where to start. I the first thing, the first point in the movie where I was like, for fuck's sake, when they had like the ten minute shot of them going up the elevator, uh-huh. I was That's, so yeah. I was or not not the elevator. Was it an elevator? No, they like go up the elevator. It's like and a, they have to walk up on the different gravity wall or whatever. Uh huh. And it just took so goddamn long. <laughs> I'm like the, the, the this is the we're going for the 2001. Yeah. Kubrick did a long shot. I can do yeah. a long shot. Like, like no, long, sh- this long, is bad tense. though. Just yeah, no, it's just <laughs> bad. It's just terrible. It's just boring. Like yeah, nothing's happening, you guys. It's not. It's not Monty that spooky. Python did it better. <laughs> you actually could have just done that bit in the movie and then followed that through the whole time. It would have been a space, better film for it. Spaceballs did it better. Spaceball, <laughs> yeah, the intro like ship or whatever, just keep going. Uh-huh. Yeah, they did, they did in fact do it better. Uh huh. Um, I felt more no, emotions. I, the, I and the problem I have is that I really like the concept, like the language and linguistics and stuff. Like the con linguist in me and just regular linguist ish in me. Yeah. I, I'm yeah, not there's, gonna... an epi- there's an episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation that does that idea better. I would, I wouldn't know. What is it? Yeah, brief, Picard brief is stuck. Basically, Picard is stuck on a planet with the leader of this alien race, who, mm. and they can't figure out how to talk to each other. But like, they're there to figure out how to talk to each other to prevent a war, basically. Like, okay, and violent, and that's like the way the they're trying to stop it is to like lock both these leaders on this planet and just have them try to talk to each other, and like. Over time, they figure out that the way that these aliens talk is, like, all in metaphors. So they're, like, saying these statements, but they don't literally mean what they're they're saying ever. Okay. But it's just, like, an example of, like, two two people stuck together can't, can't understand the way they're communicating to each other. And they have to, to get, they have to get beyond it. And it's... One hour of television instead of an entire <laughs> instead movie. of like three hours <laughs> of yeah no I I I generally like that that concept and I like some of the like obviously they go balls deep with the concept of just I guess thinking about things differently and how you interpret things based on languages you speak yeah. Like obviously that's a that's a role, but I I do like that idea, and I think that's a good idea. So I think my favorite part of this movie is like after it's gotten over itself a bit in terms of like being overly dramatic, and it then becomes like a nature film briefly, where they've talked where like time has passed, and they're talking about how they've been working with the aliens and figuring stuff out. Like that part is like yeah, that's okay. Like if you want yeah. to make like a fake doc like alien. National Geographic movie or something mm-hmm. like or fucking planet Earth about aliens like, OK, I would be down for that. It's it's the other stuff because the, the overly dramatic stuff and the setup I hate and the plot with Amy Adams kid. I really, really don't like. Yeah, no, that's there are so many things that they could have done there to have the same effect of like, oh, time is being all trippy as fuck right now. There's someone yeah, like it, make it a dog, again, make it something yeah. like that's <laughs> that's an idea of time being like being unstuck in time is a big Kurt Vonnegut thing. And Kurt Vonnegut's probably my favorite novelist. 
Like, mm-hmm. I really like that idea in terms of storytelling. It's just what they do with it here, I'd have no interest. <laughs> I don't like. And I do, it makes me not like Amy Adams' character because of the way they frame it around her. Where, like, she doesn't ever tell Jeremy Frenner that this is going to happen, even though she knows. She's just, like, a dick. Like, the way his character yeah. gets no agency in terms of being the father to this girl. It's, like, fucked up to me in a way, also. But, yeah. It's a whole... Yeah. I think the part that pissed me off most about that film was the military thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, or the what is it? Was it one person or was it like the little squadron or whatever? They try to blow shit up. And it's like... I think it's a squad. I think the film got an award or something for like 100 billionth fucking movie that demonstrates that <laughs> people in the military can be asshole shitheads. Like, please, <laughs> can we just not... You're wasting my time. You're wasting everyone else's time. We get it. The military didn't fund your movie. Move on. Mm-hmm. The other, it also like just reminds me of, uh, in terms of being a story directed by a dude about a woman's motherhood. It reminds me a lot of James Cameron's worst work, like like uh, the Abyss. I haven't where seen he's it. like. Because part of my, th- the reason I th- have this thought is because Villain the Wave's previous movie, Sicario, is like pretty sexist to its main female character. So I don't trust him to be going into this type of story, honestly. So I just gotcha. like, I can't, I can't buy in. And I, I see it as like pretty not honest and not like actually if it affects you, if it affects anyone emotionally, I feel like that it wasn't doing it. Honestly, I don't, I'm, I'm not getting the right words to describe what I mean. So like, it's not, it, it's just being emotional to be emotional sort of deal. Like it's not, it's not telling the story. And as a result of what it's saying, it's emotional. They're like, no, we're going to do this thing to get this reaction. Yeah. Kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah, it isn't. This isn't like a relating to any actual experience. This is like a, like a mannequin version of human experience or something. Yeah, it just didn't. It didn't. So it doesn't connect with me at all. Yeah, it's a weird thing. I don't, what what is even like? I forget how that film even concludes fully what's the benefit of the whole time nonsense with the writing and stuff what is the big the big like payoff thing is that all the scenes with her and her daughter you the movie paints it in a way you think those are happening before this happens well no at the end of the movie it's it's going that's kind of it like that's like there was i thought then that reveal and then she's just in a classroom where, like, everyone is experiences time like this or something. She's written a book. Yeah, wasn't there, like, I thought there was some sort of benefit to the human race or something. It was shit. like these aliens were coming to prepare them for some war against something else. Like, they were going to need them in the future, so they need them <laughs> oh, to Oh, that's be fucking like gross. This. I forgot about that. That's yeah. terrible. <laughs> oh. Oh, my God. Like that's that's, a, that's okay, what it's all a, about. There's a reason I, I blacked that out, I, I guess. <laughs> Wow. It's like rediscovering Funny. something you dislike all over again. <laughs> oh. No, that's terrible. Fuck that. 
<laughs> yeah. Jesus. Um, yeah, the the last film we had up, I guess, as uh, you haven't seen it, right? No, Passengers. I have not. Yes. Neither of us have seen it, but uh, Hank has informed me that it did not get great reception. Uh, reading through the plot line, it sounds terrible, but also came out in 2016. Uh, again, Passengers, starring Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt. That's about it. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, it was it was a big particularly domestically, I think it was a, I think it was a bigger flop domestically than it was internationally. Um like I think it it technically did make money overseas, but people were so down on it. I think it kind of helped it helped at least kill this uh this trend of a space movie coming out at the end of the year. A serious space movie. Yeah. Serious ish. Yeah, I guess it. I guess it kind of just broke even in terms of domestic gross versus box office. A little, it came a little under. It made like a hundred million dollars domestically. Yeah, that's but, what I'm seeing. But right the now. the big thing about it is that it has like a plot line that's would be set up for like a good horror movie, and I think kind of was conceived as that as like a thriller horror movie of a guy waking up this woman on this uh, big spaceship that where everyone's in cryo sleep like before they get to the end. But the movie then plays it as just a romantic movie and doesn't ever acknowledge the creepiness of its situation. See, so honestly, it sounds like weird. something uh, I would enjoy watching. <laughs> like, that sounds <laughs> like it honestly sounds like something I would enjoy watching just to watch. But like, I enjoy that sort of thing in the same way that I enjoy watching like 27 dresses. I'm not gonna <laughs> fucking watch it with the same mindset as like The Martian or Interstellar or something. Also, apparently, like it just yeah. on Wikipedia here, it says that the original star of the film was supposed to be Keanu Reeves. Oh man, we missed out. I probably would have watched it then. Keanu Reeves and Emily Blunt. I would have been down. I, I'm not. A I would have watched. Lawrence I definitely. Fan. I really like Emily Blunt. It's one of the reasons yeah. I hate Sicario is because that movie dumps on her character over and over again. Man. Uh, I don't know, but I like Jennifer Lawrence and Chris Pratt, okay? It's just... They're fine. Movie, I just... Everything I heard about that movie made it sound like a... Kind of like a nightmare. So I didn't... I didn't go see it. The trailer was okay. Yeah. I might have to... Yeah, I might have to watch it. See how it is. I mean, it I seems like it should have been is. a horror movie. I think it would have been a better horror movie. Thriller or whatever. Mm, yeah, I could see that, but there's. I think I there's. You don't like horror movies. I think so, there's. I fun. like some horror movies. Like, are we talking horror or are we talking like alien more, horror? Th- more thriller. So, like Alien. More like I don't know. Like between Alien and something more intense. You know, you know, like The Shining, but not Kubrick. Yeah. Okay. Fair. <laughs> the way like these space movies are. I mean, not, I'm I'm down curious. for some of that, especially when it's like space and stuff. But mm-hmm. I think there's also room for this story to be told. Like, I think it's yeah. interesting. Uh, I just, yeah, I, I I haven't seen it. So I mean, I can't the speak big solidly. yeah, the big thing is Chris Pratt does something that's kind of unforgivable, but then gets forgiven for it. Basically, is the the thrust of it. But also, the reason I bring up The Shining is because one of the characters is a robot, like Bar, uh, Tender. 
Okay, I don't ghost bartender. I don't think. I don't know. Is it unforgivable though? To so randomly wake a woman up so that she'll be dead before anyone she knows basically, is alive again. Basically, what happened is Chris Pratt's character gets woken up from hibernation in a pod or whatever, like ninety years earlier than they're supposed to be. Um, he then gets there's like a robot bartender as you were just talking about but that's not enough so he also opens up a pod for this chick and is like whoa our pods malfunctioned <laughs> and it's bad it look yeah. it, it, don't defend no. it okay no, 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 really no, no, bad. no, no. I'm, I'm not saying it's good but he does it <laughs> and it happens obviously i mean they they fall in love or whatever or yeah, no, she's devastated, but they like talk, they fall in love, blah, blah, blah. And then because it's basically a romantic comedy, you have like the, the, <laughs> the flip side of that coin when bad yeah. things happen. Uh-huh. And he, uh, Chris Pratt's character, allows the bartender to, like the android robot, part, whatever, to reveal the truth to her. So understandably, she's super fucking pissed because it wasn't an accident. Guy was an asshole and essentially killed her long term. Uh-huh. Um, I forget, like, what? Yeah, Look, okay. I also and say then... there are plenty of regular romantic comedies where the dude is also a monster and the movie oh, looks yeah. fun. Like, it's not no. uncommon for the genre. Although, this movie isn't it's... really a comedy. No, it's not. Also. Like, no, but. It's, it's, like, you know, it's just, the same, just it's a the romance, same formula, but yeah, it's the same kind. I, of yeah. Well, let's say it's not uncommon for the genre of a yeah. shithole dude. Like I, you've got mail, for example. I just think, like, is it bad? Absolutely. Is it also kind of understandable for someone who's like of a weak constitution? Yeah, sure. Like, I think there are plenty of people out there who would do the exact same fucking thing. Uh, well, no, it's not. It's not that he's unforgivable to anyone. It's unforgivable that she would then be okay with him. Like, I mean, you don't know her life. <sighs> Maybe she's just a forgiving person. It just doesn't. It's kind of. If anyone look. can confirm or deny, is she wearing a cross necklace in the film? <laughs> is she of faith? <laughs> Whatever. I can't. I can't argue that hard for this movie I haven't seen and don't want to see. So it's fine. Whatever. I'll watch it and get back to you. All right, um, let me know. I w- oh, I will. I will. Next podcast episode. <laughs> ben uh, argues for passengers. No, I I doubt it. No, I do think we should uh, circle back around and just mention Moon again. Because I mean, it's a great movie, and uh, I'm not actually gonna. I'm not going to spoil it too much because I think it's one that also might have slipped under the radar a little bit. Like, I, I, I definitely don't hear it mentioned as much. Mm-hmm. Uh, really good film. I forget what the brief synopsis is without spoiling shit. Guy wakes up on moon base, like a drilling kind of base that we have set up on the moon. And he wakes up and there's like this same, he like meets himself essentially. It's like a a twin, a clone. He doesn't really fucking know. 
but there it is. And just kind of what all transpires from this happening. So, I won't really say too much more to that, but it's really good. Like, it's it's a very well-made film. I think, it, is it qualified as, like, an indie film? It's not a... Um... I don't know when it got put out. Who put it out? I think it kind of was. Maybe not like a, a tiny, tiny one. I mean, it was produced for, it was made for like $5 million. So pretty small. Well, yeah, but it's not like. Yeah. Terribly. Like, wasn't. Uh, um, what was it? Timer? I don't know if you've seen that that was a uh no, i'm pretty yeah, sure that, let me try to find this i'm curious what their budget was not a space movie but it is definitely yeah i mean it was put out in oh the US. no this is distributed by sony it's not timers oh wait shit what, what was the name of this movie why don't, don't you know. know why don't you know about the movie that i'm thinking of i can't i can't answer that how dare you Oh, that's a that is a Bollywood film. This is gonna bug the <laughs> shit out of me. Also, not it. Was it? This is also Moon. The director of Moon went on to direct the World of, the Warcraft movie. So oh, so he did all right. Yeah, I don't. Was that even a good film? I mean, I like it. It's not great, but I like it. I saw that in the theaters twice like the only movie seen twice in a long time oh okay i got it i was a syllable off it's not timer it's primer <laughs> primer well, that name i at least recognize uh 2004 american independent science fiction film about accidental time travel discovery with a budget of seven thousand dollars so it wasn't that like moon wasn't that indie but it was still Mm-hmm. You know, smaller. Yeah, I think that's a podcast. Yeah, no, that was a that that's a podcast. We we got through the whole little era. We got some extra stuff in there. Yeah. So. You can email us at saltcirclepodcast at gmail.com. Find us on soundcloud.com slash saltcircle, on Twitter at saltcirclepod, and you can find me on Twitter at comic panels. And I'm on Twitter at bean underscore LP. Oh, Bam. you're not, you're not going to say it. Okay, Zoom fine. Thanks for watching. Straight to Thanks the for moon. watching. Oh, that. <laughs> I had nothing. I had nothing. And that was better than what you had. <laughs> God, I'm, okay, let's let's call it. Let's call it. <laughs> <laughs>